Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. Today, CN Rail highlights its 13th consecutive month for record grain movement. The cold weather in February caused a dip in shipments, but new records have been set for over a year. We have a feature interview with Protein Industries Canada after a $17 million announcement to improve crop production, storage, and marketing. A new farm survey shows Canadians continue to have great trust in their farm-produced food, and Nutrien has a familiar face at the helm. We have a report from Saskatchewan Agriculture about bull selection, and the farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazenk Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazenk, 306-721-6667. CN Rail says the month of March marks the 13th consecutive month for record grain movement. The Director of Sales and Marketing, David Shidnovic, says CN moved almost 3 million tons of grain last month. So CN recorded its 13th consecutive month of record Canadian grain movement by a carload in March, with 2.95 million tons shipped during the month. That compares to the previous March record of 2.74 million tons set last year, and the three-year average of 2.47 million tons. And looking back at the first quarter of 2021, Canadian grain movement by a carload on CN was 8.2 million tons, beating the previous Q1 record by 1.2 million tons, or over 16%, and compared to the three-year average of 6.5 million tons. Shednovic says CN movement surpassed its winter grain plan of 6,100 cars per week for shipment between December and March. Well, CN significantly exceeded grain plan guidance on average over that period, with shipments of roughly 6,600 cars per week between grain and processed grain products versus the guidance of 6,100 per week. CN recorded nine weeks where grain plan guidance was exceeded by 10% or more, while shipments fell 20% below guidance in two of 17 weeks, and for two very different reasons. First, week 21, which was the week of December 21st, coincided with the Christmas holidays, when country elevators and export terminals cease operations completely for varying periods of time between Christmas and New Year's, and that takes a lot of grain shipping capacity out of the system. Now, week 28, which was the week of February 7th, coincided with the worst of the persistent outbreak of extreme cold weather that lasted over a week and a half, impacting all facets of the grain supply chain on the prairies. During that week, we saw grain deliveries to country elevators in the prairies fall 60%, 
or 700,000 tons below the previous four-week average to just 459,000 tons, reinforcing that a cold outbreak of that severity has significant impacts across many of the players across the grain supply chain. Through investment in network infrastructure and the use of air distribution cars along the main line, CN's network resiliency has been increased considerably, as has its ability to recover from extreme weather events. During the period when implementation of tier restrictions was required, CN's ability to use multiple air sources within a train delivered over 230,000 additional feet of train capacity compared to if multiple air sources were not employed. That's absolutely part of the story concerning CN's record grain shipment performance during February, with carload shipments 8% higher than the previous record. Chidnovic outlines grain movement since the start of the crop year, August 1st. Since the beginning of the crop year in August through the end of March, grain shipments on CN via carload reached 22.7 million tons, or almost 20% higher than the previous record pace. Shipments were also over 23% higher than the three-year average. Containerized grain shipments direct from Western Canada on CN were also on record pace, approaching 800,000 tons by the end of March, with grain shipments direct from the country by container in Eastern Canada, in addition to that, of course. Last July, when we determined the crop was going to be a big one, we set out an aggressive grain plan. We acquired 1,500 more new high-capacity grain hopper cars, and we ensured that we recalled and safety trained sufficient crews from the earlier furloughing phase of our pandemic response. We're proud of our performance this crop year, and we also thank our supply chain partners for their performance. Chidnovic says grain is not being moved at a record pace because other shipments are down. Well, that is definitely not the case. CN's been moving more grain at the same time that overall traffic levels have actually been higher compared to the same time a year ago. That's been the case since the fall of 2020. Eight months ago, coinciding with the period when we see peak demand for grain movement once harvest comes on. CN has been moving record volumes of potash, overseas and domestic intermodal, forest products, and propane. And each of those business segments is being influenced by different market factors. David Chidnovic is the Director of Marketing and Sales at CN Rail. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eaves troughs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesTroughs.ca Regina-based Protein Industries Canada has announced a $17 million project to improve production, storage, and marketing of prairie grain products. Protein Industries CEO Bill Gruel says his organization has reached a partnership with three businesses to improve farm income. It was an exciting day for us. We announced a $17 million co-investment with, uh, with three organizations. One, uh, two of them are familiar to us. This is actually a follow-on investment, so it's Farmer's Edge, BI systems and trust picks, and it's really about enhancing production practices and storage technologies, a digital project aimed at increasing returns and creating reliability in the food supply system. So how do you increase production, storage, and marketing of grain and products? Yeah, I think there's really three things to this project. So Farmer's Edge, that many of your listeners will be aware of, does a lot of work with on-farm efficiency using digital technologies. So the first piece is improving the predictive modeling of the work that they're doing to improve on-farm efficiency uh, at the producer level. The second piece is OPI Systems. They are a company that does monitoring of storage and conditioning, uh, helping farmers manage quality of the grain and ensuring that end-use customers are receiving the quality products that they are purchasing. And finally, the last piece coming into this project is Trustpix. So they're a, they're a blockchain company that looks at verifying chain of custody as we move all the way from 
field to fork. And so three companies together aimed at on-farm efficiency, ensuring storage quality, and then reliability to the end-use customer because of the chain of custody works that TrustFix is bringing to the project. So you're hoping this will improve competitive advantage for farmers and higher income? Yeah, I, I think it's got the opportunity for producers to extract more value out of the commodities that they grow. And because it really provides a line of sight of information for the end-use processor into the quality and the production practices that producers are, uh, are utilizing. And what's good about this project is it really aims at digitizing all of these on-farm record and storage systems so that producers don't have to spend their valuable time collecting that information. So trying to automate as much of that as we can. Customers at the, at the end of the value chain, whether they're people eating plant-based foods or they're consumer packaged goods companies making them, or even ingredient manufacturers producing ingredients, are all looking for more information about the commodities that are coming in the door and the food that's on their plate. It's a really critical piece to the sustainability and the brand image that Canada has. Which grains is this targeted for or at? Yeah, this this is really across the board. So the technology is what I would call crop agnostic, can be used for canola, peas, cereals, wheat, lentils, anything. It's uh, it's really a commodity-wide approach. When do you see this seeing practical usage on the farm? Yeah, I think this is a project that we'll see practical uses of in in the near term. So this is a follow-on investment. Your listeners might remember that we supported a project uh, with Farmers Edge and OPI Systems about a year ago. They've made significant gains in improving the efficiency of the work that they're doing. So this is a follow-on project. I think, you know, within within 12 to 18 months, we'll see the outcomes of this work uh, adding benefits to producers and, uh, and across the value chain. Bill Gruel is the CEO of Protein Industries Canada. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. I have here with me Sherry Stridehorse, who is an agronomy research specialist with Alberta Wheat and Barley Commissions. So we're getting, we're, you know, we're starting to get into the time of the year we're thinking about seeding. Uh, some people in southern Alberta, southern Saskatchewan, southern Manitoba are starting to get into the field. We're starting to talk about seeding rates. What, what sorts of things do you want to highlight? Um, I guess a lot of people probably think seeding rates are a little bit boring, but um, I want to talk about some of the consequences of using too low of seeding rates and why um, paying particular attention to keeping your seeding rates up is a really good idea to set your whole growing season up for success. What are some of the things you have to watch out for? Well, I think um, there was actually a survey done about a decade ago, and in commercial fields, seeding rates were about half of what they are recommended. And there's been a lot of new research that's shown that um, wheat yields are maximizing um, when you've got the 28 to 33 seeds per square foot. Um, so if some of our grower fields are at about half that, I think there's lots of um, opportunity for a very simple agronomic practice to improve seeding rates, um, get big, higher plant stands, and avoid some of the complications with these low seeding rates. How do we figure out what those seeding rates actually are and what, what you need for your field? 
to start with my from kids there's all little bits of you know different pieces of research out there um, but really what my recommendation is is you want to try and achieve 33 to 35 plants per square foot if you can get in that range um, then you're gonna um, make sure that you get the right amount of tillering and you don't get um, consequences from using the wrong seeding rate and some of those consequences are increased tillering and you know in our short growing season tillering is really not desirable because it can actually stretch out your growing season length and I think we've had a few harvests from hell where no one wants to extend their growing season it can actually decrease your yield because you're taking yield away from that main head um, you can have maturity differences which makes the timing of um, glyphosate or um, uh, fusarium head blight timings a, a real challenge so what we need to do um, to get that um, right seeding rate I'd really encourage um, people to use the the old Alberta agriculture seeding rate calculator and I know it can kind of be uh, a bit of a zoo to find that online um, but if you do a quick Google search for Alberta seeding rate calculator it's looking for a couple of key pieces of information and um, so that is what is your desired plant population in plants per meter squared as I mentioned that's at 33 to 35 plants per meter squared um, your germination rate um, your emergence mortality and your thousand kernel weight um, so where do you get those pieces of information the really the best source is from an accredited lab um, so to get your germination rate you submit your seed sample um, select to have the a test that will do a germination um, and give you you a thousand kernel weight if you want to save a little bit of money and you want to do some counting you can certainly count out um, kernels of wheat um, I'd recommend counting out 250 seeds twice weighing each of those um, and then um, 250 times four gives you your thousand kernel weight so once you have that um, germination number from an accredited lab a thousand kernel weight that you get from the lab or that you count out yourself you can really easily use that um, Alberta seeding rate calculator later and when you punch in your desired plant density of that 33 to 35 plants per square foot punch in your germination rate um, emergence mortality is a value that they they ask for in the seeding rate calculator and it it gives you the advice to put a number in between the range of 0 to 50 and of course 0 means that every single seed you plant will make a plant um, in the in the field and 50 means only half of the plant or the seeds that you plant will make an established plant now this is a number that really um, growers have to eventually establish for themselves over time but I found at least in my part of the province 10% emergence mortality is realistic so meaning if I um, plant a hundred seeds 90 of those would come up and make a plant so I use a 10% emergence mortality and growers can adjust this based on on their own situations and then the thousand kernel weight um, that they counted out or got from the lab this has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devon at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. 
Today, partly cloudy sky, 30% chance of flurries or rain showers today. Wind north 30 gusting to 50, the high plus 4, the low minus 10. Tuesday, mainly sunny, wind up to 15 kilometers per hour. The high tomorrow plus 3, the low minus 7. Wednesday, sunny, the high 15, the low minus 1. Thursday, partly cloudy, the high 9, the low minus 8. Friday, partly cloudy, the high plus 3, the low minus 7. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high 7 degrees, the low minus 5. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high near 8 degrees. Normal high is 14, the normal low minus 1. The sun rose at 5.56 this morning. It sets at 7.59 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot, North Battleford at 4 degrees. The cold spot, up north Collins Bay, minus 7. Estevan is plus 2. Saskatoon, plus 2. Swift Current, minus 1. Weyburn, plus 1. Yorkton, plus 1. In Regina, with partly cloudy skies, it's plus 3. That's 37 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the north, northeast at 7. Humidity is 35%. The barometer dropping 102.7. Light snow in Moose Jaw, plus 3. Winds are from the north, northwest, 21, gusting to 33. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy in 3. That's 37 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. A new survey shows Canadians have a lot of trust in food produced on Canadian farms. A group called Grassroots Public Affairs says a survey found 91% of Canadians are very or somewhat confident in the safety of food grown or produced in this country. Nearly that same amount, 86%, endorse increased government support for the agriculture sector. This is the third year now that Grassroots has done this survey. Senior consultant Peter Seaman says the survey shows a good public view of farmers. The purpose of the survey really is to assess uh, what Canadians who are outside of the industry, which is the overwhelming majority of folks, really know, understand, uh, and appreciate about our industry. We've seen, uh, without a doubt, that support continues to be very high. We asked a few questions in the survey around um, support, and Canadians are very positive towards the sector's contributions to our economy, our national security, and very, very positive towards uh, how much they trust food grown in and produced in Canada over other countries. So the support is still very strong, although it has slipped a little bit from last year. Seaman was asked if he was surprised by the results. It does and it doesn't in so much as that last year when COVID first started impacting Canadians, we saw something that none of us had probably seen in our lifetimes, and that was periodic shortages of certain items in stores. A lot of concern around uh, food security and whether or not stores were going to still remain fully stocked. That's something that Canadians haven't faced in generations. And as a result, there was a lot of talk and conversation around the agriculture industry, a lot of talk around uh, workers and the inability for farmers and processors to have the necessary help to produce the food that they do. So there was a lot more awareness a year ago. To the credit of the industry, uh, and maybe in some cases governments collaborating and assisting where possible, 
those concerns have largely been uh, dealt with with respect to Canadians' concerns day to day. And we're seeing that they're, they're once again maybe taking a little bit for granted and not thinking about it as much. One of the questions we asked was uh, where you rank the industry in terms of priority. And last year it was second to health. And this year we saw agriculture fall third behind health and also science and innovation. And we believe that's a direct result just of the focus on things like vaccines and finding a solution to defeating uh, the pandemic that's going on. That's Peter Seaman with Grassroots Public Affairs. Saskatoon-based Nutrien has announced Mayo Schmidt is the new president and chief executive officer. Schmidt takes over the helm of the world's largest provider of crop inputs and services. Schmidt brings over 30 years of agricultural business experience to his role at Nutrien. He has served as chair of the board of directors of Agrium since May 2019. He previously was president and CEO of Regina-based Viterra and held senior positions with Conagra Grain Canada and General Mills. He was also president of Hydro One, Canada's largest utility. He comes from a wheat and dairy farm in western Kansas. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And by Canadian AgriBlend. Ask for the livestock products at your feed dealer or for a feed dealer near you. Call 1-800-340-2311. Selecting a bull is an important choice for livestock producers in Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan agriculture specialist Travis Pearden in Outlook has some advice on selecting the proper bull. For both commercial and purebred herds, yearling bulls and their proper care represent a significant investment in the future of the cow herd. These bulls represent the genetics that will impact productivity long after their breeding days have passed. In order to maximize this investment, yearling bulls require special attention. Bulls of this age have typically been gaining between 3 and 4 pounds a day up until sale time. While it is not necessary to maintain this once he arrives at your ranch, it is important to keep him growing. Bulls should be slowly backed off until they're gaining 2 or 2.5 pounds a day until breeding season begins. Bulls that are allowed to lose weight between sale time and breeding may not have enough reserves to successfully make it through their first breeding season. Exercise is also important at this time as your bull was likely raised in a dryland situation. A small grass paddock or larger pen will allow him to get conditioned for the upcoming breeding season. It is also important to know the vaccination history of the bull you just purchased. If he hasn't been vaccinated, he should be as soon as possible after coming to your ranch. It is important to develop bull vaccination protocols with your veterinarian. The post-breeding care provided to yearling bulls is critical if they are to remain productive in future years. It is important to assess physical condition following breeding season. In order for a yearling bull to be ready to breed by next summer, he should be fed to achieve a weight in the 65-75% to 75% range of his expected mature size, and this by the beginning of the next breeding season. This will help assure that he will be a strong, aggressive breeder. As an example, a bull expected to mature at a weight of 2,200 pounds will need to weigh approximately 1,650 pounds prior to the next breeding season. This means that if a bull comes out of a pasture weighing 1,100 pounds, he will need to gain 550 pounds over the course of the fall and winter season in order to be ready for the breeding season. It is therefore important to put together a balanced ration with proper minerals and vitamins that will enable the bull to achieve the proper weight. Proper care and management of yearling bulls is essential if reproductive performance and genetic improvement of the cow herd is to be maximized. Furthermore, proper care of yearling bulls will increase the likelihood of these animals being successful breeders for years to come. Successful bull management gets cows bred early in the breeding season, optimizes weaning weights, and increases profits. For more information on this or other related topics, please contact your local Saskatchewan Agriculture Regional Office. 
I'm Travis Pearden, and this has been the Saskatchewan Agriculture Report. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. And brought to you by Sask Pork. Saskatchewan's growing and vibrant hog industry creates economic spin-offs and career opportunities in our rural communities. Find out more. Visit sasport.com. Grain prices were showing upward movement in early trading. Canola rose 6.10 at 7.11.57. One red spring wheat went up 29 cents at 2.89.24. The rest unchanged. Durham 2.99.46. Feed barley 2.67.68. Flax 697.63, lentils 692.50, oats 209.53, yellow peas 383.70, feed wheat 238.84. Minneapolis spring wheat May futures up two and a quarter cents at 6.66 and a half cent a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source 620 CKRM. The livestock quotes brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. Now the latest quotes. Heartland Livestock Market Report. Tony Peacock reporting from the Swift Current Yards. Higher cow market here on Tuesday. Uh, we average 89 cents straight through on every cow in the sale. Grain cows at 92 to 96. We did have some super hard cows trade as high as a dollar two, three. On the uh, bull market, up to a dollar and a quarter. We'll be averaging a dollar 15 straight through and all. The big old herd bulls. On Thursday, we had 2,449 calves in our pre sort sale in town, a pretty brisk and active market. Uh, 690 was the average weight on every calf in the sale at $1,286 per head, and 75% of the calves in that sale were heifer calves. A year ago, they were $1,156 ahead the same sale, so there's some positive in our world. And to the trade, 840 weight steers, 181.75, 8 quarter weight blocks, 187.75, the 820 weight, a mixed colored uh, green cattle, but mixed colored could be a little rougher trade right up there at 186.75. Here's a big draft of 44 bulls at 800 pounds, bring 175. 780 weight block steers, 194 and a quarter. The 740s, 20475. Here's some 750 pound real good Herford steers, 198 and a quarter. The red steers right on seven, bring 206. And the Herford steers, there was 31 of them right on seven, bring 206 as well. Pardon me, the reds were 208. Into the 600 pounders, 22775 for the blocks. And 230 for the Reds. 550s, 257 for the blocks, 22234 for the uh, Red Steers. And, and the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. This is both Brandon Moose Jaw Plants, 225.12 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now, the Resource Report, brought to you by the Prairie Co op Grow Team. Fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton, and Strasburg, and SMHI. Landowners, SMHI provides continuous coverage at cost. Contact your RM office today. Municipal Hale, farmers insuring farmers. The Water Security Agency says Last Mountain Lake is expected to have lower than average water levels this year. Snow belt was well below normal this spring, and well above rainfall will be needed to reach near normal levels by the summer. The lake level is at the lower end of the summer operating range. 
The Water Security Agency is taking steps to increase releases from Lake Diefenbaker to supplement downstream lake levels along the Capel chain, including Last Mountain Lake. The Water Security Agency expects lake levels to rise by 15 centimeters by late July due to the diversions of Lake Diefenbaker. However, it will still take above-average rains to reach desired levels. Water was diverted last year, but levels at Last Mountain Lake still dropped by 33 centimeters from late July to November due to dry weather. The agency also is monitoring lower water levels at other locations, including Rafferty Reservoir, Boundary Reservoir, Nickel Lake, and Thompson Lake. On the markets, the TSX is down 156 points at 19,195. The Dow has fallen 162 points at 34,038. Oil is up 24 cents at 63.43 a barrel. And the Canadian dollar is down 17 one-hundredths of a cent at 79.77 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.